Bada bing, bada boom, we are back, baby. <laughs> I feel so bad for my roommates. This is the second time I'm filming this intro because I literally forgot to reference what this episode is about. Um, hi everyone, I am back. I am Ryan Henry, host of Talking in Zigzags, the episode of the podcast you are watching right now. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, so I made a promise when I started this show that I would release episodes every Monday. This episode is coming out on a Tuesday, October 13th. Wow. Should I have a show in a musical? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I was, I've been doing a lot of stuff outside for school, not even homework. It's just like outside projects that I love doing, but I was sitting in my bed editing this footage for this project and um the clock strikes 11 30 and the episode goes up at 12 and I only have the interview so then I just thought to myself I'm like Ryan what what the hell are you doing you literally were not productive in regards to the podcast this week and you know what I'm gonna take that L I'm gonna take the L and postpone the episode one day is it gonna kill me no and do I am I mad at myself for it a little yeah because I really thought this episode with um national coming out day being yesterday I thought it was a really good episode to have with these guests um the coming out coaches they're from they're from Switzerland bro I I don't, I didn't know anyone from Switzerland. Well, they're not really from, they, they live in Switzerland. They're from Greece and Germany, but they're from across the ocean and they're listening to my podcast and that's absolutely fantastic. I know I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but thank you everyone. I know the 20 people who are probably listening to this right now. Um, thank you. It really means a lot. I'm really having a lot of fun pursuing passions that I, a year ago, never thought I could be able to do. Um, I'm just doing this for fun. Would I like to make it a career? Probably. Would I like to host my real show? Please. I have a name for it. I have graphics for it. NBC, ABC, every single broadcasting network. Please give me a show <laughs> when I graduate. Not right now. I'm, I want to live college, but anyway, um, I'm really excited for this episode. It, I literally left. It's this episode. I really hope leaves you with the feeling that you have after therapy. <laughs> Like, the feeling where you're walking outside, it's probably, like, mid-60s, suburbs of New Jersey, and you're walking outside, you have the tears. The tears are kind of, like, outlining, um, they're contouring your nose a little bit, and um, you're walking outside, and you're trying to keep it together, <laughs> um, because your high school is right across the block, and you don't want anyone to see you cry. Ryan, why do you have a, such a vivid description of that feeling? Um, let's not talk about it. Let's move on to the actual intro song of this episode, because I want to dive straight into this episode, because it's probably one of my favorites, and will be one of my favorites. Lucy and Vanessa will blow you away. They're kind of souls. I literally, this was the first time I actually met them, and uh, they're, I literally am speechless. They they really changed my perspective on a lot of things with this discussion, and things I really haven't talked about openly. Um, I'm openly on the internet, in a way. I'm very open. I'm like an open book. If you literally, it's like, oh, how was your day? Oh, uh, I'm not gonna, let's not do that, right? <laughs> Okay, I, I'm back. I'm composed. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm, I think, are you ready to do this? Answer. Thank you for answering. Um, I'm holding you that you answered. Um, I actually have to go now because I have hair dry in my hair and I don't want 
it's looked bad. So with that being said, hi. Thank you for tuning in to Talking in Zigzags. I'm your host, Ryan Henry, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Um, Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Talking in Zigzags. I'm your host, Ryan Henry, and today I am here with the wonderful Lucy and Vanessa, aka the Coming Out Coaches. How are you guys doing today? I'm so happy to have you guys. Hi, it's so great to be with you. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, I'm so excited for this. Lucy and Vanessa are my first international um, guests. They're all the way from Switzerland, which is one of my bucket places, which is very cool. So what time is it over there right now? So 7, 12 in the evening. Oh, that's not That's good. Okay, fair. Yeah. So I am very curious. So you guys are the coming out coaches. So I love your message. I love your, what you're doing. Do you guys want to like just dive into your story? Ooh, <laughs> well, should we start with childhood? No. Uh, <laughs> we won't cover. We won't have enough time. No, no. But maybe we could, uh, st- I could start with the, my coming out. And, okay. um, because this actually is one part of the motivation for thinking about coaching, who would I like to help and to support. And uh, so if I go back to childhood and my school years, I felt that I'm a bit different, but I was growing up in a small town in Germany, uh, like normal and there was like, let's call them like regular people or what, Whatever that means. At least I, I didn't have any contact with, let's say, gays or lesbians. And uh, during my school time, I also was a bit more outsider. And I felt like, no, I don't want to be even more different than I feel already. So I started to ignore whatever thoughts or feelings or emotions, let's say, for the sports teacher, the female one, would uh, come into my uh, mind and heart. And, um, and, and I, I started to yeah, try to do the same as other girls would do. And I never found any big pleasure or comfort in, in whatever it meant to me, to guys. And um, at some point in my 20s, after my studies, let's say, I realized, okay, why am I doing this to me? And I just uh, stopped dating and um, just learned how to be happy on my own and found out what I need to be happy and to be myself. And then only like 10 years later, when I was 34 or something, I had some meaningful, um, how do you say? meetings. I met some persons that were, were somehow meaningful, one lady and, and also a guy, and I started to wonder, what is it all about? Why do I feel in certain ways? And I went to see a coach for myself. And one week after this, I went to a course, and there was a lady that I've never seen before. But from the first moment, she answered all my questions. You know, I had these strong feelings, like uh, in German, we say like butterflies in the, in the stomach area mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, soft knees. And um, 
So this was, was so clear signs that I told myself, okay, that's it. I have to figure out what, what this means and follow this, these signs and hints. And yeah, so this is just six years, was six years ago. And uh, now I'm here, I'm with Lucy. And we are together since three years. Three years, four months, and a few days. Okay, to be precise. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, being in our own business to help others that maybe have similar thoughts or question marks that I had for so many years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So someone can, you know, go faster if they have feelings and they feel different from the others at least to start living sooner than waiting 10, 15, 20 years or forever until they feel that, you know what, what is happening right now to the classic lifestyle, it doesn't fulfill me. So, you know, this is what we want to support individuals to start living their true self and their true life today, not later or much later. Yeah, I feel especially like where I am, it's a very heteronormative growing up. And that's like one of the worries, like growing up and being 50, and then you have this whole other side to yourself that you never explored. And now you're like, now what? How do I do this? How do I go forward? How do I enter the dating world? And it's very like where I was from is very hetero, Mm. which is, but then I got to college and then I explored the city and I was like, okay, like, I like this. Like, I'm like, I'm very open. Like, I just, I'm attracted to like souls. If you have a good soul, I naturally go to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it's stigmatized because I don't like, I don't like labels. Mm. I never did. It just wasn't my, I just, so I'm, I'm literally like, I'm in college. I'm trying to figure it out. And that's why I love what you guys are doing because now, like, my generation, even younger, like, my sister just started her transition. She's doing great, Mackenzie, and she's 14, which is so weird because she's like six in my head. <laughs> and it's just so fascinating that like now we have entered a world where it's okay to like, and it's supported to figure out when you're young. Absolutely. And we want to make sure that it happens, uh, at least for those people that have the awareness at any age, of course. Uh, to support them go faster with that, you know, to accept who you are, to love who you are, because who you are is perfect. It's yeah. just beautiful, no matter, no matter what. As long as we live being true to ourselves, there is no guideline or right or wrong, as long yeah. as you're true, that's it. Yeah, and I think that's really beautiful. So Lucy, do you want to dive into a little bit more about you as well? Yes, uh, so I, so first of all, I'm from Greece. I'm born in Athens. Uh, so none of us is, uh, we live in Switzerland, we're not Swiss, huh? German and Greek. Okay, I'm also half French. My mother is French, my father is Greek. So I grew up uh, in Greece, in Athens. And so for me, it was more clear uh, earlier. To be honest, I had my first crush when I was five. I was following this little girl in kindergarten and uh, hiding, uh, you know. <laughs> she kind of rejected me, which I'm still trying to get over. I'm <laughs> trying to support her with this. Yes, 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 yes. The one that sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And, um, but uh, still, uh, when I was uh, a teenager, I had some stories with boys and I never, I thought that this is how love is, you know, nothing much. <laughs> and then uh, at 19 years old, I had uh, my first something in New York, actually. Hey! <laughs> uh, it's a sign, I guess. It's a, it's a little something. And only from the little something, I was so happy thinking, that's the right thing. You know, it just feels so right. And of course, this didn't continue, but it was just a something that made, made it clear for me. Yeah. And uh, very soon I talked to my parents about it, which were both very supportive. But to be honest, I went, when I talked to them individually, because they were separated, when I talked to them, I started by, in my head was, if they don't accept me, I will still move on with my life, do what I want to do, because yeah. I accept you guys, and if you don't accept me, this won't work. Exactly. <laughs> no matter how much I love you, I still need to be true to myself. It was a, a deep need. Yeah. I think that's very important. A lot of people are very afraid just to come out or even just tell their parents anything because they're afraid of losing that connection. And I think when you lose that connection, it's also you gain something. If you lose it, you gain something because you know, like, I know me, I have to step back and move forward. Because if you stay there, you don't grow. Yeah. And anyway, if you stay through this type of connection by kind of lying or a you know, suffocating through this relationship. If your parents doesn't, don't accept you or your family or friends or whoever, and you say, no, I'm going to suppress my feelings just so I can be with them so that I can be accepted, this is a whole charade. Mm -hmm. It's not a true relationship. Yeah. And you're, you're afraid to lose it, but it's fake. Yeah, you're, it's like creating a whole different persona for yourself that you're living in this false reality. And that's so toxic at times. Fully. It just eats at you it's like it's any like any lie mm -hmm. you just like it eats away at your soul and i think sometimes we forget because we have this idea like oh i love my parents oh i want them to be happy and then you're you make that sacrifice but then it just constantly bites at you day in day and that's the sad part yeah and i think this is something that is even general this is not just related to lgbt QIA and whatever topics, uh, but I think, guess every teenager has some topics. Is it that you drank the first time? I mean, it's maybe something little, but who knows if the parents are completely anti-alcohol, then it could be also a big topic. Uh, so at the end, it's everyone has at some point to, to grow up. Mm -hmm. And I think our community has one topic that is uniting us in this specific case. But yeah. the, the, at the end of the day, it's about this truth. No matter your truth. Because if you live having a, a lie, carrying a lie, or suppressing who, a, anything about you, this is like, you cannot be happy. You can never be happy. Because you are a, a walking lie, you know, you're walking, you're doing your life, you're going, whatever, you're working, you're studying, and you're lying. Mm -hmm. And through that, you will never reach happiness. So it's, it's, it's something that should not even be a, a choice. Yeah. It's like the sad part that 
especially in America, in a way it's a rite of passage for some teenagers. And it's so sad. It's so draining. And that's why like our rates of mental illness, I believe, are so much higher than other countries because we have this tendency to keep things in, keep the big secrets in. You don't want it because we all fear being judged. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so frustrating. Like I know I've experienced it and I'll be honest, like, mom, I know you're listening to this, but there's things I haven't told you. And like, it's natural, but that's what we grow up thinking. Like you can't say this because you'll get in trouble. You can't say this because you won't have friends. All this stuff across the lines and it's so draining. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And if I, if I may just jump in again, so sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Because you just mentioned this being judged, mm-hmm. which is such a huge topic for me. I even wrote yesterday uh, an article on Thrive Global about your opinion about, your opinion about me has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you. Because it's actually, if you think about it, you're afraid to be judged, okay? Someone is going to judge you. Okay, uh, people, you know, others will judge me. Okay, first of all, who are these others? Clarify. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, others. Assuming the others are, have different categories. Could be real strangers, okay? And these others could also be our family, uh, our mm-hmm. friends, our close environment. Okay, so if you're afraid that your close environment could have a negative opinion on you or any opinion that is not aligned with your values, take a moment and think. This opinion that they impose on you, why do they have it in the first place? And what, from my own thinking, I don't know if it's true, but this is my perspective, is usually they judge about something that they didn't do. They didn't allow themselves to do. You see where I'm going? It's like, you should not... uh, yeah. go out with this person okay and be happy or whatever not be happy but you should not i'm choosing for you yeah it's because they didn't allow what what will the neighbors say you know if you go out what would society what was would anyone say about that but because probably they didn't allow themselves to enjoy this freedom of dating whomever they want and just be happy with them yeah so this is the the thing about the the judgment this is what helped me at least and stop hearing listening to any judgment anymore is that someone who's judging me or is putting their opinion on me is because they didn't allow themselves in the first place this freedom of doing whatever they want and they don't want me to have it either yeah it's very suffocating at times being surrounded by people like that so with that do you have any other tips for like anyone in all communities how to escape these toxic environments and how how do this is where the coaching comes in, I guess. But you guys, you guys seem amazing at it. But how do you escape that? How do you get out without, in a way, sometimes I feel there's so much regret. And even when you do something good, there's regret. So, yeah. Do you have an answer? Several. Several, go ahead. <laughs> so, I, even what Lucy said was already a great tip. And it reminded me of... Uh, pretty difficult work relationship I had with my supervisor. And actually this thought of uh, switching the perspective, like what is it telling about him with whatever he was judging me on? 
um, actually helped me, I think, in this phase to, to survive. So I think this is already a very good tool and I would call it maybe even like, yeah, switching the perspective. So you get distance from yourself and you get um, personally detached from whatever the other person is saying. And um, this, if we uh, continue this, it leads to, in general, take care of yourself, right? It's like you put the first boundaries and then you have your own safe space. And this is where our main uh, topic is, is living in and this is self-care. Yeah. I think when you take care of yourself, you accept yourself first, you, you love yourself, then um, it's also easier to set your boundaries and then it's already less uh, important if a person that is very close in your environment that maybe you cannot kick out like you can, yeah, kick out other people like where you have control over, then it's much easier to, to deal with judgment inside of your environment. Yeah. But it's, this is our, our main approach has to do with how to overcome any challenge because all of these are challenges at the end, okay? It's like a little list. I have this, I have that. People are thinking of this. I think that they think of that, no matter what it is, okay? We, our approach is self-care because self-care appears in so many ways. If I decide to stop listening to what you're saying behind my back or look at you, you know, this judgment part, if I stop listening to your judgment, it's self-care. Because, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, you know, we have self-care appearing in so many, uh, let's say, faces. With what, Vanessa, that is mainly, uh, you want to say on what you focus yeah. on? Just a little tick, 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 tick. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so what uh, was always helping myself uh, for my, to find my own happiness was sports. I love to do many different sports from rowing, running, uh, for many years, fencing even. And uh, physical activity, I mean, it's proven that it um, provides a lot of um, endorphins and good stuff happening in your brain and in your body to make you feel good. So this is already one thing. And I think it's also very important to stay healthy or become healthier and also to age healthy. And with this combined, the second part that is very important is nutrition. Um, especially Lucy saw huge differences when she ch changed some parts. No one knows about what you're talking about. Eh? What? So I, I yes, have... You wanna I'm just, ju just this, in a sentence and you continue. <laughs> so because I saw a lot of change in my situation is that because I have a chronic uh, health condition, I have multiple sclerosis since... 18 years already. Wow. So nutrition yeah. helped me so much, even for this, that is such a huge, I mean, it's, it's a very challenging disease, but yeah. nutrition helped me tremendously. And we'll see if we can talk more yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing about this also breathing. This is something I've just learned recently about, like how uh, huge, what a huge impact the way of breathing can, can have. For example, if you want to have one very specific tip that everyone could try out in the next day or night is to switch from uh, mouth breathing to nose breathing. 
even doing running i don't know if you do this when you're running or exercising i try like, oh so God. hard oh i try so hard to nose breathe when i run or work out but i ha i my teammates say it all the time i if you look at pictures of me working out my mouth is like <laughs> like I look like I like it looks like a meme like I'm just sitting there my mouth is wide open my lips are get, getting sucked in I don't know why I try so hard my mom is a yoga teacher so she's been yeah, yeah. emphasizing breathing since I yeah. came out of the womb and I can't do it right and I'm yeah. it gets me so fresh I work on it I try the meditation I try it I can do it when I really think about it but the second I let my muscle memory kick in, I look like a horse again with my mouth wide open. <laughs> <laughs> what I would suggest for you is, first of all, how is it during sleep? Um, we should put a camera there. To see oh, it's what I did. <laughs> mouth wide open. <laughs> with the camera, I could even make a demonstration. I used a piece of tape to close it but a special tape and don't put the tape of a construction building yeah it's a like a medical tape medical little medical tape because if you oh, sleep at and night close the mouth yeah because you close the mouth so softly of course yes. and don't i could still <laughs> talk maybe a, a little bit but not open it too much ah, ah, and the other day I, I she was wearing it and i said i love you baby and she i couldn't hear any answer and then i hear she took out the tape <laughs> I love you too. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So you want this type of tape that goes out yeah. easily, okay? Yeah. So yeah. 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 Because it helps uh, brain clarity. Yeah. Oh. And I have to say, mm. it was challenging for me as well. The first nights I took it off, maybe after an hour or something, because I was kind of panicking, like feeling yeah. suffocated. Yeah. But if you continue, I promise you, you will get used to it, mm. and uh, it takes two to three months to to switch this behavior and then you don't need the tape anymore and this yeah. helps tremendously and it's i also had to switch my running mm -hmm. I, I love running as well and i was uh, only mouth breathing and it was really hard at the beginning but if you uh, focus on it and you you continue and you just slow down to the speed that uh, you can do with nose breathing, then you will become better. Yeah. Did you, so do you feel, cause you said the panickiness, did you ever feel that when you were breathing? Just before you started doing all that? Before the tape? Yes. Ah, no, only with the tape no. on, no. I felt like ah, I cannot breathe well enough. But yeah. the thing is that we are like over breathing or many people and your body gets used to breathe uh, that you need. Yeah, basically you need less oxygen than you think you need. Mm -hmm. And once you get used to it, it's totally fine and it's healthier. You have more brain clarity. You, uh, with nose breathing, you have um, many, many, many benefits, higher performance. Yeah, I definitely need to start working on that just personally. And I know I'm also, so when we wear the mask, but even before the mask, when I would walk around campus, our campus is very hilly. Yeah. I got, cause I have, I got very open about it. I have very bad anxiety mm -hmm. and I would always get nervous that people would hear me breathing through my mouth. So I would hold my breath walking around campus and it like, and honestly, the masks are helping me now because no one can see me breathing through. <laughs> Mm, yeah. yeah very good yeah yeah but even if people do see you 
nobody cares. Exactly. It's the something. Most, the most, because they're, they're minding their own business. Everybody's going wherever they need to go. Okay. And if they see you and you're not well, I'm pretty sure that they will just stop and tell you, do you need help? And nothing else than that. Yeah. So don't focus on what others will think because nobody cares. I mean, in a bad way. In a bad you know, way. I, yeah. We, I think we all just get caught up. We live like in this mindset where like, I'm the main character. Everyone cares about me. Everyone likes, like everyone's judging me. Yada, yada, yada. And I honestly, like I've learned in the last year, no one really gives a shit. Like that's it. <laughs> And if I ask you, for instance, assume you're walking somewhere, okay? You're having, uh, you're anywhere. And you see someone of your age or anyone that is not feeling very well and is not breathing too well and probably has some anxiety at that moment. What would you think? Probably, in a way, like, feel with them. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, I know, I'm probably thinking, like, I'm the exact same thing they're thinking in that moment. Mm-hmm. which is it's I never thought of it that way because there's probably probably a hundred other people on my campus doing the exact same thing yeah. so so weird mm-hmm. ma'am now I gotta start breathing with my mouth <laughs> breathe as you wish and when you feel you have the control of your breathing then focus on the nose breathing slowly because this is all about gaining back the control That's yeah it. When you have the anxiety, it's because you're losing it. But it's up to you to find it again. It's yours. It was before, it will be again, this control. Just take a moment and give yourself this, this time, you know? Mm-hmm. And the most important thing that for me is the pyramid of everything, top of the pyramid, or the cherry on the cake or whatever mm-hmm. we want, is compassion towards yourself. This is it. If you love yourself and care about yourself as much as you care about your best friend or your parents or I don't know who who, who is your favorite person on earth and then you you define you choose okay this is my favorite person and then you say I want to care about myself at least the minimum equally and once you have the equally then you can have even more because you, you deserve this. This is, you should put yourself at this first position. Yeah. That's, I think that's exactly what a lot of people need to hear right now, especially during the madness that we're all living through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's beautifully said. Um, I kind of want to dive. So Lucy, you mentioned that you suffer from chronic illness and I'm very interested as well. Cause I also suffer from Congress, I want to know how you're like the, this is sto- the story with nutrition. Ah, guess- you want to know the story? <laughs> okay, so the story. Once upon a time, and that's no joke, this is how we start. So, once upon a time, I used to eat everything, preferably potato chips. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wanted to, to, to hide it, but okay, yes. Chips. Me too, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> chips. I love chips. Oh, chips. You know, it's my weak spot. Anyway, but not only that. Bread. Bread, junk food, pizza, burgers, mm-hmm. all. You know, as a normal human that you put all these distractions yeah. under my nose, okay? So, the thing is, through my... Uh, 
chronic uh, situation <laughs> uh, issue. One of the main uh, oh, what happened? The light go go. It's like, go, go, go. <laughs> You're good. One of the main symptoms for me has to do with my legs. Okay, it's a, this condition is a neurological condition. I have a lot of uh, burning sensation. I can walk. I can run sometimes I can do a lot of stuff you won't you will never guess but I don't feel well I don't feel strong in my body my legs are burning are hurting so it's a bit of this type it's strange sensations in the body okay and also I get tired very easily so it's a combination of tiredness pain and not only at the legs but also at the brain this is the, the my worst symptom for me is that to have this foggy brain and thinking Ah, why? I slept eight, nine hours. Why my brain doesn't, it's not clear. So about two years ago, so it's recent, uh, I, through um, some person that we met randomly, which was kind of a blessing actually, to be mm -hmm. honest, uh, this person told us that she was doing a type of nutrition. I don't want to advertise it, but I just want to say what I'm eating today. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not eating. What I'm eating today is vegetables. Ugh. Sorry, no? You still okay? <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah, you're good. I see no expression, so I thought, oh, vegetables. No, no. I, I'm trying to be better with my vegetables, I gotta admit. I will try to be better with them. All right, so veggies, fruits, and then protein. Like, okay, meat, chicken, fish, uh, eggs, different stuff like that, okay? Yeah. What I don't eat at all is any processed food, whatever you buy, and you have no idea what's in there, mm -hmm. which is many things. Mm -hmm. right. Just for, uh, as an example, you know tahini, the sesame uh, paste? Yeah. So it's made out of sesame. Seeds. Seeds, yeah, mm -hmm. that's all. And if you buy it here in the supermarket on the label as content ingredients, it says sesame. And that's it, and salt maybe oil. And, yeah, salt and oil. So you would say, yeah. that's fine. But when we use it for different things, and it's the board version, uh, Lucy has issues afterwards. Yeah, I don't feel well. And now we make it from scratch. So this exactly. is the solution. And it's fine. The same recipe just exchanged the processed food versus the homemade uh, variety. Mm. And she feels mm. much better. With yeah. It. I cut out all the sugars. I only eat health sugars, healthy sugars, because mm -hmm. whatever we, there are so many ways to get this sugar with uh, natural. Yeah. Um, we, we, I adore apple juice. We have here, uh, oh, we're so lucky. We have this natural apple juice. It's amazing. Mm. It helps. It's like you drink it and instantly you get energy, you know, because of the sugar in the apple. I mean, okay, okay so it's, yeah. It's a natural, more, it's not like the pure, like, I don't even know, like, what's in, like, some, some of the apple, like, the juices, so I'm very, I can't drink a lot of juices because I'm a type 1 diabetic, so even okay. natural sugars messes, mess with yeah. me sometimes, so I, like, that apple juice, like, though, I forget what's the brand, it, you know, like, that very commercialized one kills me, like, yeah. kills me, yes. and I'm trying to, obviously like eating very clean i'm trying i literally just told my roommate today i'm like this week i'm eating very clean i have to work this is one of the things i know i have to work on yeah. because even lately so i was diagnosed two years ago i was diagnosed while i was at school and i lost 40 pounds in the span of two weeks yeah 
and it just the food way food affects me is probably very similar to you i like this like i'm like i feel terrible if i eat one bad thing it stays in my system for like it's like a hangover for food what do you feel like i feel if say like if my i eat something and it like spikes my blood blood sugar up over 200 i feel it for like a week i feel lethargic i feel nauseous i feel bloated i feel i get like very what's the word i get like hot and cold flashes constantly and i get Mm -hmm. very very cranky and unmotivated which i don't like because i like to be very upbeat yeah 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 it's messing up with your brain it messed like yeah and like it's messed up my really like my friends know when i'm yeah. They're like, Ryan, you got to like, my one friend who's sh- like, I wear, I'll show you. I, I'm wearing a workout shirt uh-huh. under my blazer. So yeah. I wear this, it tracks yeah. it. And my friends are shared onto, onto mm-hmm. it. So like they know, so they're mentally prepared if I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so people are avoiding you suddenly yeah. around. Like if say like I have a bad night with blood sugars and we have like a six o'clock workout the next day. And I walk in, I usually, my face will get like really swollen and red yeah. and they, they're like, Ryan, like no one, <laughs> no one will be like, oh, damn it. Not again. <laughs> but it's very hard, especially like in college eating clean. Cause it's expensive. I'm very, I'm a broke college kid on a budget. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So first of all, it's not only about money, which I totally, I'm with you, huh? yeah there are okay of course it's not the same you cannot have the same choices as if you were at home and you can yeah okay but still there are some some choices there is a margin of choices you can make and some solutions you can find and this is what we also do we offer Mm -hmm. solutions like this nutrition plan and we do it together Mm -hmm. this is because i yeah we Mm -hmm. something that it's and and Lucy's specialty since I think you you mentioned that you also like or mm. love junk food. Yeah, I love junk food. She finds healthy alternatives, yeah. like how to have the healthy version of a burger, for example. Yeah. This is what I do. And My love is a healthy junk food. It's called. My yeah. favorite switch that I got on during quarantine is anything with cauliflower. Oh, I yeah. have fallen in love with. I just picked up some today. I like cauliflower and kale chips. Yeah. Ooh. Those, those are the easiest switches for me. I, I love them. It's super good. And there are so many ways to use this. Uh, yeah. Uh, just to go back, I don't want to forget it because for me, it's the yeah. main difference. Mm-hmm. It's flour, whatever with flour, gluten free or gluten flour, mm-hmm. and dairy products. I don't consume anymore. I've um, heard. I definitely need to start. Like I heard about everything about dairy is bad. <laughs> I'm gonna. I I did switch. Do you, so do you recommend like almond milks or like no dairy at all? Hey, almond milk is not dairy. It's yeah. milk. Yeah. I always get like creeped out by like um. I use almond milk. I'm like, how is this milk? Like I get very confused. Mm-hmm. Rice milk. No, it rice is milk. milk. It is milk. Uh, almond milk is is a, they call it milk, but I don't know now. No, no, but it's not it's not dairy. It's not dairy. It's not huh? Oh, okay. No, no, no. 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 Almond well, milk uh, is made out of almonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, since you said I, uh, to answer the question about dairy, my personal opinion and what I've learned also through my nutritional studies to, to be mm-hmm. a nutrition coach mm-hmm. is 
uh, that it depends. If you feel like uh, you have no problems with it, then why not? Yeah. Dairy products contain a lot of uh, calcium, calcium yeah, in English as well. Calcium, yeah. calcium. And also some, some protein. And then it depends if you use uh, versions that have more fat or less fat and whatever are your needs and, and goals. So I would not say that dairy is bad yeah. for everyone. And I think this is something that is a matter of belief as well. And I have chosen to follow what is the current status of, of science, of research. That is like, yeah, it depends on yeah. you. Of course, if you are intolerant to the milk protein or the milk sugar, of course, then you need to find alternatives. Yeah. I think like right now, everything you're talking about is so important that we're in a one just the world we live in where everything is kind of processed and stuff and like making those conscious choices, but also keeping our immune systems in check yeah. when the world falls apart. <laughs> of course. During the ongoing apocalypse. Exactly. <laughs> but I definitely want to like, that's my, that's like my, we're like, oh my God, we're a little over halfway through this year. Yeah. That's my quarter, end quarter of the year resolution. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to, feel good because there's some days and I Lucy I, I, you definitely I feel like can really like relate to this like there's some days where I wake up and I just want to stay in bed absolutely just because I just my body went through war yeah. with all the food I'm battling overnight yeah. and I just feel drained I feel sluggish and that messes up with my self-care in the long term but the whole thing is your body is trying to have a conversation with you Okay, mm -hmm. it's the moment that your body, which might actually, this is what, how I want to perceive chronic conditions, that what is happening to us is actually to save our life. It's our body that is talking to us and it's better that it's talking early. I got diagnosed at 22. Okay, so it's, mm -hmm. I've been living a lot. I hope nobody's doing the math about our age, especially <laughs> your audience. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, of course. Just to say that um, our body is trying to tell us something and we owe to listen. And just your body right now is telling you some stuff. Uh, and whatever is the response, for instance, you eat something, like, like Vanessa said, it's such a general thing, the dairy or, of course, you need to, to have this conversation with whatever you're eating, for instance, Cauliflower, how do I feel the next day? Good, check. I had uh, this thing, how do I feel the next day? Uh, so bad, mm. note, keep notes. Keep a little, have a journal of how food is reacting to you since for you food also is, has a very big impact on your well-being right now. So it's important to keep notes, keep track. And at the end, you have a clear list with what are the ingredients and the elements that work the best for you. And it doesn't mean that you will never eat again of the other stuff because you might crave something, you know, and say, oh, if only I had blah, blah, blah. The important is to have this control that if you say tomorrow I have an exam, okay, or I have a presentation, I need to be my best self, then I would eat what works best for me. And Friday night that I don't care because the Saturday I can be at home in bed, exhausted or whatever, <laughs> I can eat whatever I want Friday night. So yeah. it's more about this, to have this control. Yeah. Now, control is one of, like, you, 
I feel like that's the theme of this episode is control. Um, <laughs> but like mentioning with like self-care control, controlling what you can, what you can control, how you perceive yourself. Cause you can't control one, what other people think and you can't control two, how the world makes you feel, but you can control how you make you feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I would like to add to this that don't worry too much over the things that you cannot control. Put yeah. your energy and focus on the things that you can control. And there are many things you can control. Yeah. And we often lose sight of those things because we naturally let the world decide how we're going to react. And I know we, a lot of people right now, especially on my college campus, are feeling that way, mm-hmm. just the way with our our country but that's that could be a whole other episode and i i'm trying to keep keep on campus without them kicking me off for the things i say (laughs) but no matter what is the situation in your country or in your home or in whatever in your planet it's all also focus on you what can you do better what how can you become the person you want to be that's it yeah. You cannot save everyone or change the rest. Nobody, we, nobody's 100% happy with their environment. But if you get, stay focused on you, what can I do? First of all, take care of myself. Second, take care of my loved ones. Third, try to support this world somehow, if possible. That's it. Yeah. There's no perfect environment. But while you're thinking, oh, my country, this, oh, the politics, oh, Corona, oh, whatever that is, you're losing <laughs> your focus. <laughs> focus on you. Yeah. Well, that, that, this was like, I needed this. This was like, <laughs> the, I, I go to therapy every two weeks. This was an in-between week. I needed this. <laughs> but I think that's a beautiful... I don't think I can top that. That was a beautiful note to end off on Lucy and Vanessa. I literally, this is by far my favorite episode so far. I had so much fun. I just learned so much from you guys that I haven't learned about myself. And I think you guys are just amazing people. I think I literally like the second I turned on this camera, I'm like, I felt like, like a stress, like naturally my shoulders dropped like, okay. I know these people, even though they're, I don't know how many miles away we are, but a lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot. lot. But thank you so much for coming on my show. It really means a lot. Thank you so, so much. Uh, And just to prove to you that I've been listening to our previous podcast. (laughs) First of all, I'm very glad your uh, iWatch didn't beep. You know, right i i tur- i literally literally i don't know i for some reason i think i i figured out how to like turn off the vibrations or sound notifications and the previous year was beep, 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 beep. Uh-huh. oh no again oh no <laughs> i was so my dad was like just swipe up on your because i just got this like i have like all the new medical ids on it like all this stuff and i my dad's like just literally swipe up on it i'm like what do you mean swipe up and i'm like oh <laughs> I I am I am a very I think I'm a 70 year old man in like a 21 year old body um I just don't work with technology great sometimes and I have it's it's my struggle it's just my struggles with this oh, I, thank god I have Vanessa that is her background is IT whatever I need I just I don't even ask I just give do <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> Work the technology, please. <laughs> but 
Thank you guys so much. I'm going to tag their socials and website in the description below. Please check them out. They're absolutely wonderful. Let's all take a breath. Okay. That was probably um, the deepest episode I've done to date. And I've done five episodes and that was pretty deep if I do say so myself. I definitely have therapy eyes. <laughs> Just forget like the whole concept of bedroom eyes now. It's only therapy eyes. It looks like you're about to cry and break down in a public shopping area. Um, can Zoom not do these notifications? Thank you. I'm trying to do an outro here, Zoom. I'm getting very sick and tired of Zoom. I have really, had really bad Zoom fatigue. Anyway, okay, this is not what we're talking about, Ryan. This is the whole Ryan focus. Focus. Okay. Um, I just really wanna sit back and now and just say from the bottom of my heart thank you lucy and vanessa um that episode like really like i left the rest of the day and i couldn't stop thinking about it um just the conversations we had and also how, like how a lot of them like were affecting my life at the moment um and they literally like they were like like i go to therapy every two weeks <laughs> and this was an off week for therapy it was much needed um yeah so lucy and vanessa um so like due to the Supreme Force that I'm under, um, I can't name their name because I think they might kill me, um, but under the force that I signed a contract to during my four years at college, I can't, I'm afraid to put this part in, but check out my um, bio, I'm not promoting it, well I am, but um, no not, um, but I'm just going to, they offered to do something really nice and I really appreciate um, how they're helping the talking and zigzags community. Um, right now, these times are really tough, both between quarantine, um, the social environment, the political environment, and everything in between, and also, like, even outside all that kind of stuff, we all have life things, um, personal stuff. I know I do. Um, I know a lot of people do, because I'm the therapy friend. No, but, <laughs> yeah, just, just hit them up. They're amazing. Even just to talk to them, they're just really nice people. <laughs> it's just amazing that they are hundreds of miles away from me right now and we had that connection and I don't even know how to top that I can't even top a joke right there so Lucy Vanessa thank you from the bottom of my very chronically ill heart <laughs> and I'm gonna do the outro now I'm doing like I, I just listened to the episode over and it's still kind of like hitting me some of the things we talked about and um with that being said, thank you for listening to Talking in Zigzags. I'm your host, Ryan Henry. And as always, especially next Monday, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>